0: Not too many not so many that's you know what uh when 2020 started there was a lot of optimism there was a great there was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm for what was going to happen uh in in that year the coming year 2020 and then all of a sudden about three months in uh it all came to a grinding well it wasn't a grinding halt it was like a the door was slammed shut in our face when this insidious thing called COVID-19 hit in about March 2020, and, you know, we had just uh, relocated the church to another building, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, we couldn't meet anywhere, we're all, everyone, everyone was locked out, and so there was this, this whole thing, uh, we all had to change our plans in a very, very short notice, and you know, there's a lot of disappointment around that. A lot of people had to change their plans in ways that didn't really work for them. And uh, it was very costly and it was very an awkward time. And still today, a lot of things are happening in people's lives that don't really work out for them. Maybe that's you this morning. I'm going to ask the question today, you know, how do you handle disappointment when it comes in your life? How do you handle it when things just don't work out the way you had planned in your life? You know, maybe you feel like God has let you down in some way because things didn't work out the way you'd planned. You did everything you could to raise your kids uh, in, the, in the right way or in, in a way that was wise. And now all of a sudden, in their older age, they're starting to make decisions that don't really, you know, you don't think of the right decisions for them to make. Um, in in 2020, you, you know, never planned on doing homeschooling. And all of a sudden, you were catapulted into this very awkward and complicated season where you had to do things that really weren't, weren't uh, your, your plan. Maybe you had dreams to have a great marriage, And you can't work out while you're still single today. Or maybe you got married and marriage is not working out the way you thought it would be for you today. Maybe you're battling depression or anxiety today. What do you do when you feel like God has let you down and things aren't working out the way you'd like them to? I want to turn this morning to the Bible, actually, to Luke chapter 2. And uh, we're, we're going to look at some scriptures Um, because there's a great story there that you've all heard before of a young couple um, who went through a lot of trials and a lot of problems, but God did something amazing in the middle of that. Let's read from Luke chapter 2. And, you know, there's a bit of context before we read this, that God had not spoken to the Jewish people for about 400 years. It was just like, there was just silence. There was nothing. And then one night... All these shepherds are out in the in the fields or the paddocks looking after their sheep, just looking after everything. And this incredible angel appears to them and says this. The angel reassured them, because they were freaked out. They said, Don't be afraid. It's funny in the Bible when you read all the passages about angels appearing to people, that very often the first thing they say is, Don't be afraid. You know, don't freak out because I'm here, but I'm it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm not gonna harm you. I'm here. Don't be afraid, for I've come to bring you, what? Good news. <laughs> Does that sound like a good idea? God has come to bring you and I good news today. Not just good news, but the most, most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone, everywhere. For today, today in Bethlehem, a rescuer, a saviour has been, was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh the Messiah that's a Jewish word and you will recognize him by this miraculous sign you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a feeding trough you know the incredible thing about this is that God knew if we if we needed you know uh, advice God would have sent a counselor if we needed uh, education he would have sent a teacher uh, if we needed better laws, he would have. He might have sent a politician, maybe, but we didn't. We didn't need that. We needed hope. We needed healing. We needed to be set free. So he sent a savior for the world. That is Jesus, and I'm I'm excited about that. I'm blessed by that. So, um, it says there that you'll see a sign, a miraculous sign. What's What's a sign? Well, a sign is something that, it's an object that points to a meaning. In other words, it, it helps us understand something. But, you know, the thing is, um, the sign that God sent is not what we would have expected. He he didn't send a king, you know, dressed in royal robes and in, in a palace. You know, he sent this a baby, you know... Um, you know, wrapped up in strips of cloth and lying in a in a in a feeding trough. It, that's it. Doesn't sound like the sort of person that would be the deliverer for the world, but that's the sign that God sent for us today. And then He says, you know, peace on earth. You know, that's an incredible thing. Let's let's read the next the next verse, verse thirteen. All at once, in the night sky, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. The very armies of heaven. And they all praise God, saying, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and a good hope given to the sons of men. So God is proclaiming that there's going to be peace on earth today. What I'm going to share with you this morning in in a few moments is a story about this young couple. And for them, it was anything but peace on earth. They actually went through hell in in what happened for them. Uh, it, It didn't look like peace on earth but God was doing something. And, and I, I want you just to sit tight and wait as we, as we go through this this morning because this young couple, you know, they had to navigate what, what felt like betrayal, um, deceit, uh, relationship devastation. And these are people who've got, you know, they're not just names. We're talking about Joseph and Mary here, right? Not, not, just, they're not, not just names. These are real people who've got feelings, They've got dreams and aspirations and hopes, just like every one of us here. And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we can be caught up in the middle of something and you're wondering, where is God in the middle of all this stuff that's happening right now? I'm, I'm just bombarded by things that are happening and I don't know, you know, I'm, my life is supposed to be a bit more peaceful. It's supposed to be a bit more normal. Where is God in the middle of all of this? Joseph and Mary were unfairly criticized. They were hated, shamed, and humiliated. They had a traumatic birth, followed by a nightmare where, if you read the full story, they were running as, refugee, ref, as fugitives from King Herod, all because they were trying to do exactly what God asked them to do. Just think about that for a moment. They were doing exactly what God asked them, told them to do. Now think about this joe and mary had plans they, they they'd gotten engaged and uh they were planning to get married later that year and they were going to have a honeymoon at a, at a nice place on the coast and you know they were going to build their first home in, in a nice neighborhood of nazareth because don't don't you know, joseph or joe he's a you know he is a, he's a carpenter so he can build houses and but like dave in the front row here and uh they, they they were going to uh, you know expand the carpentry business and you know put on some stuff. and eventually at the right time they were going to start to have a family. That was the plan. It was all kind of nicely laid out. But what but what happened is God interrupted those plans in a most untimely way uh, that was uh, just difficult, complicated, and seemingly unfair way. God intervened in the middle of that situation. This angel appears to Mary and says to Mary, and keep in mind, she's probably a young girl, um, maybe 14 or 15 years of age. We don't know exactly how old Mary was, but quite young in this culture. And um, and this angel says, "Uh, you're going to give birth to a son, and his name will be Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And she's thinking, Mary's thinking, hey, um, like, I'm a virgin, um, you know, and and Joe and I, we've been we've been uh, playing it straight. We've been we've been doing everything right. We've been doing it exactly the way you know we should. And uh, she's saying, you know, how how can this be? So the angel says, this child that you're going to have will be conceived by the Holy Spirit, and uh, which is that was pretty freaky. And then Mary makes this most amazing, beautiful trusting statement of submission to god that you could ever ever make she says may it be done to me according to your word in other words she said to god god i don't understand this you know this 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 is freaking me out but you know what the answer is yes i don't know the details i don't know what you've got in mind i have no idea how this is going to work but my answer is yes She said that to God. You know, that's a phenomenal thing for us to say today. Maybe that's something that's in your heart right now. And God is saying to you, you know, will will you do this? Or, you know, I want to lead you in that way. Or this is my plan for you for the future. He's just saying, just say yes. You don't need to know all the details. We'll come to that in a few moments. So Mary's on this spiritual high. And she's saying to herself, well, Joe is going to be so excited when I tell him. And he's going to be so blessed when I tell him what the angel said to me. But Joe is devastated. He is ticked off. He's saying, my girlfriend, my fiance, you're pregnant and you're telling me the Holy Spirit did this. Well, he's thinking, not only, you're a liar. See, you cheated on me. You know, not only that, but you're crazy. He's thinking to himself, how does that work? And I'm asking you this morning, friends, how would you respond in a similar situation if that happened to you? How, how would you respond to that? Well, let's, let's look at how Joseph responded in the situation. In verse 18 of Matthew 1, it says this, This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Well, we'll just hang on a minute. That just just sounds a little bit uh, unusual. I I thought they were just engaged and now he's going to divorce her. Well, the reason why it says that is because we don't know how things work in the Hebrew culture and the Hebrew sort of world, but in the Hebrew uh, system of marriage, there were there was marriage involved two steps. The first one, um, the engagement, um, uh, was a word called kedushin. I'm just saying that because I can, um, which means engagement, and then there was another stage called huppah, which is the marriage ceremony. Okay, and so um and so what when you get in, if you were if you're a jewish person here please come and correct me later if i'm wrong about this word. but uh, when you get engaged in a in in a jewish uh way uh, that's a really serious thing in fact that's a binding agreement in fact if um if you were engaged to be someone as a, as a jew and if the guy then something happened and he died then the why the 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 woman would be considered to be a widow um, forever. It was, it was like a, you were already, in the sense, uh, married in that sense. So, um, yeah, so they're still picking colors for the wedding and they're making all these plans. And Joe discovers that Mary, his wife to be, is pregnant in a culture where you're now an outcast permanently if that happens. You know, this is not what happens in that culture. You just, don't, you just don't do that at all. So Joe is saying to himself, he knows that he's never been intimate with his fiancée. He knows that no, he, he, is, he is feeling crushed. He's feeling humiliated by this. The invitations have all been sent out. Um, and now he's got to call off the engagement. Um, this is worse than a public humiliation. This is a personal betrayal for him. He trusted Mary. He loved her he wanted they were planned to spend the rest of their life together and now what what does he do what does he do now so I just think about Mary for a moment she's a, she's a young girl and um, she knew she hadn't done anything wrong she hadn't done anything wrong and her, now her fiance is considering divorcing her um, in, that, in that culture that was really that was a disaster and uh, so she, she just breaks down and she said God I said yes to you. God, I said yes to you. And now my fiance wants to divorce me. Now Joseph hates me. Everyone hates me. My life is over. This isn't what I planned. How's your, how's your 2022 been? Maybe there were things, maybe there were things happened in your world this year that weren't what you planned. Maybe you could say to yourself, I never, I never planned it this way. Maybe you planned that things would, would uh, come back to normal after COVID and they just didn't. Maybe you thought you'd be in a better position financially by now and it hasn't worked out. Maybe you wanted to be in a different position in regard to your family right now. And you're saying, this is just not what I planned. It's not, God, I don't understand. I don't understand. I want to share a couple of truths, a couple of principles this morning that I hope can help us if you're in that situation today. Number one is this. You don't have to understand the plan to know that God has a purpose. God has a purpose. And I, I just love this thought, this principle. is a scripture we're going to just share right now. Proverbs 19 that says this. Many other plans in a person's heart. How many plans are there in a person's heart? How many? A lot. We are, is that is that you? Because I can tell you, it's me. <laughs> Ask my wife; she'll tell you I'm always scheming, always thinking up some new idea. You know, it used to be the idea of the week, or now, or the idea of the day. I think I'm not sure, but many other the plans in a person's heart. But it says the Lord's purpose that prevails, and I'm glad about that. That you can have plans. I can have plans. We can all have plans to do something. But the Bible says it's what God is doing ultimately that will prevail. And we need to have confidence in that today that God has a purpose that supersedes our plans. I want to tell you this morning, friends, Mary and Joe's plans were wrecked. They were completely thrown out. They were. I don't doubt that there was a bit of disappointment going on around about that time. But now what? And God comes to Joseph and, sa- and reassures him. Let's see what God says to Joseph. The next verse says this in verse 20. After Joseph had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the holy spirit and she will give birth to a son you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins and what this is saying friends is that god had a purpose that far superseded what mary and joseph were going through at this time can you can you get a hold of that today God had a purpose and a plan that was for all eternity throughout all the ages of everything of the whole world. And Mary and Joseph, they just happened to be right in the middle of it at that time. And there was a fair bit of uncertainty, disappointment, challenge, even betrayal, even rejection, even all kinds of things were thrown out the window, had to be changed. But God had a plan and a purpose that superseded all that. And to me, that's exciting because I've had plenty of my purposes, my plans thrown out the window in the past. And I'm sure you have too. The point is, am I willing to trust God in His purpose? Because you don't need to understand the plan, what's going on, when you know that God has a purpose for your life. God, you are doing, Joseph would have been saying, God, what's happening? You're actually doing something in the middle of my disappointment. You're still working in the middle of my pain that I'm going through right now. God, you're actually doing something. That's because God's purpose was bigger than what Mary and Joseph could see at the time. I mean, the angel had spoken to to both of them. But the point is, they still didn't know the full purpose of God because it was for all eternity. What God was doing was far bigger. Same for us, whatever you're going through right now. And I love this scripture. You know this one from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who've been called according to His purpose. You know, I think about that verse of scripture, you know, and... um, uh, even growing up as a as a, as a teenager, and I, uh, looking around at you know, because I grew up in church, you know, and was always always in church as a, as a young kid, and and uh, I, I would see things happen in the lives of people, sometimes even tragedy, and things that that people you couldn't understand in human terms. But I do know this: that God's heart towards us is only good. And friends, I, I also know this: that God has plans and purposes for us that go way beyond what we could ever imagine. And so, we just have to trust Him and understand that His character and His heart toward us is good, and fundamentally good, and always good towards us. All things, in all, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. So, if you're you're going through something right now, that you don't understand and you can't even see how anything good could come out of this that's okay um we need to put our trust in god and uh, you know there's another verse and i didn't write it down there but in um somewhere in the old testament like uh zephaniah or somewhere it says you know uh the prophet is speaking he's talking about drought you know when when everything everything is going wrong everything's going bad and uh you know in in australia we're we're a land of like droughts and flooding rains right so we know about changes in the weather in the climate it's funny that the climate keeps changing how how could that be but um but you know he, he says when the fig tree is not blossoming um when there's no fruit on the vine the grapes aren't there's no grapes you know when the um, when there's no cattle in the stall, when the sheep are, you know, there's no, when the, when the, the animals, when, there's, uh, when it's a really bad season, when there's just nothing working out. This is a very agrarian society, okay? So they all knew about farming. They all knew about that stuff. So even when everything's going bad, he said, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. You know, I'm going to re- and I've often thought of those words, I'm going to rejoice in the nature and the character of God, even though I look around me and my finances are a mess. You know, I'm really struggling in these areas. I'm still going to rejoice in the character of God. You can always do that, you know. You can always rejoice in God in the middle of a difficult situation. Second point I want to share with you. So the first one is you don't need to understand the plan to know that God has a purpose for your life. Second point is this: Your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God. It might be that God is doing something specific in your life, right in that moment that you can't see. And I, I've shared this story a number of times here before. But um, in in, uh, in 1985, we went down to uh, Stanthorpe to down that way, Stanthorpe to to plant a church actually, and uh, we'd never done it before. It was a bit of a freaky thing for us and so I went down there but before we left far north Queensland like we were living in Atherton which is God's own country you know, who's been to Atherton you know it's beautiful up there just wonderful place and and then God says I want you to get into Stanthorpe the coldest place in Queensland so that's that's why would you do that <laughs> there's actually another story around that some other time I'll tell before we left, This pensioner lady came and gave us a box of groceries, and God said to her to tell us, uh, "I'm giving you." And and we knew she couldn't afford this, but but she gave us this box of stuff, and she said, "God told me to tell you that um, He is going to provide for you, uh, and He's going to use whoever whoever He wants to to provide for you." So uh, so we went down there, and and um, you know we. (laughs) <laughs> it sounds a bit unusual, but we didn't have a lot of money. Well, actually, to be quite honest, we didn't have any money. Uh, we went down there, and we, we rented a house, and um, we could just pay the rent. We had enough money to pay the rent, but not, not anything else. So, but people started coming along to the church, and uh, they started bringing, bringing us stuff you know, to eat. You know. So what do they grow in Stanthorpe? You know, who knows what they grow down there. Not what you're thinking of. They grow Brussels sprouts instead of, okay, so, so they'd they bring us this box of Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 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 thank you God for providing for us today, this you know, this week. So it was wonderful. No, they brought other things as well, but we had brussels. So, so, we kept giving to God. Kept, we kept tithing. You know, put some Brussels sprouts in the offering next week. You know, no, not, not really, not exactly. But, you know, but God provided, and in and that's only the beginning, because in amazing, incredible ways God provided for us during that season. But here's the thing. Um you know, we, we, in the early days of going down there, we couldn't really see how that was all going to work because we didn't have any money. But now there's two ACC churches down there that are expanding, and one of them is planting churches in other towns around there, and God is doing really amazing things. Here's the point. God has a purpose that you can't see, that I couldn't see. We had no idea at the time, but God is doing something beyond what we can see. So that's what I want to encourage you. Here's the thing. Your disappointment with God might actually be a divine appointment from God at the time. Uh, Just another, as I was thinking about this, in my uh, early, like, teenage years, um, I I was always, I've always been a dreamer, right? You know, I've always been a a bit of a schemer, probably, and a dreamer, thinking up things. And I remember in my early teenage years, I had all these ideas of what I was going to do and, you know, career and, you know, finance, a lot of it was around making money, okay, I've sort of given that up now, but um, uh, (laughs) and and so I had all these ideas and then when I was 14, my parents moved from where we were in Victoria up to western Queensland and bought uh, 3,000 acres of what you could probably describe as marginal farming country (laughs) And we lived there for a few years and uh, got involved in a fantastic church at Chinchilla, where, where it was. We're on the western side of Chinchilla. But, um, but the point is, from that time on, the whole, my whole world was thrown upside down. I met this wonderful lady sitting over here now. But um, uh, the point is this. God did things that I couldn't have ever imagined you know, and it wasn't my plan to move to Queensland. I had all sorts of other ideas and friends and so on in Victoria. But God God has plans and purposes that go beyond our understanding. We've got to be able to accept that somehow today. So maybe you've had some things not go according to plan in your life. What's, what's God doing that's in a, in a much bigger scale, beyond what you can see, beyond what you can understand? Think about Mary for a moment. Here is Mary. You know, and just fast forward... Um, about 33 years. So Jesus is on the cross. He's, he's about to die for the sins of the world. And Mary's standing right there. She's looking up at her son, you know, and uh, Jesus is saying, he's saying, you know, about the people that have nailed him to a cross. He's saying, you know, Father, forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. Father, I'm forgiving them. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And he says, Lord, into my hands, I commend my spirit. And her son dies right there on the cross. You know, Mary could easily have been thinking even then, this this wasn't really what I imagined. She would not have understood the whole consequence of what was happening right there. She wouldn't have got the whole thing But, you know, God was doing something at that very moment. The devil never understood it either, that's for sure. And the disciples of Jesus, they never understood it either. But God was doing something beyond anyone's comprehension. He was paying the penalty and the price of sin for all time when the Son of God died upon that cross. So sometimes we, we're so disappointed and, you know, we, we don't understand, but God is doing something far beyond us. The story of Christmas is no one could have planned it. No one could have imagined that God would have become a man down and, and sent down to earth so that he could take upon himself the sins of the whole world. Who could have imagined that? Who could have planned that? Conceived by the Holy Spirit, born in the humblest of circumstances. Mary and Joseph had a plan. You and I, you know, have got a plan. you got a plan, but God had a purpose. And here's the thing today, friends. You were that purpose. You were the purpose of God. You were the purpose that He had because it all happened because of you and because of me, because God had an incredible purpose for us. And this verse says it in Matthew chapter 21. Mary will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because He will save His people from their sins. That's the purpose of God. That was what God was doing. It's what he was planning. It's what he he, he initiated. It's what he put into action, uh, the plan of of the ages of all time that he would redeem and save back, save his people. So friend, I want to say to you this morning, if you have got plans that never ever worked out in your life, remember your disappointment with God might actually be part of a divine appointment that god is planning and doing something in your life i'm gonna ask our creative team to come back for a moment and um friends you don't have to understand the plan to know and trust god has a purpose he has a purpose it goes beyond our plans you don't have to understand the plan when you know god when you know his character and when you've got faith in him when, when you love Him and you, you've got that confidence because you've experienced God. I said it last Sunday, I think, and, I, and I'm going to keep on saying it. Knowing Jesus and being coming into His family, it's, it's a decision. I said it at the water baptism actually last Sunday. It's a decision and it's an experience. And when you've experienced God, when you know what it is to have Him on the inside of your life, uh, and you know that you can put your trust and confidence in Him, you can put your faith in Him because He's real, and and you know how much He loves you. you know um, it's something that I've just started to come into a far greater understanding over the last few years myself to understand the love of God, the depth, the depth, and the extent of God's love for humanity, and for me in particular. No, well not me, for you as well, for each one of us here to know the love of God, the depth of His love for us. Maybe this morning you are going through something that's particularly painful. Maybe some kind of grief in your heart today. I'm sure there would be people here that would be going through that. And uh, I just want to encourage you this morning to, to, as the Bible says, that we can cast our cares on Him. Cast, cast your cares on Him, it says, for He cares for you. He cares for you. And when you know how much He loves you. Lord, we thank you for your peace that passes all of our understanding and that guards our heart and mind through Jesus today. Can we close our eyes just for a moment? And I I want to encourage you that you can cast your care upon him and you can receive his peace today. And if you're going through something that's hard to understand, it's okay because God's purpose for you is far bigger and far greater than what you can see right now.